0: Hey, I'm Terry Molinero, and I believe that we, as the body of Christ, are here for such a time as this. I love to say this, blessed to be a blessing, that we are called to be a light. And look, friends, if we don't do it, if we aren't the light, who's going to be the light? The body of Christ has always been a house of action. And hey, who says we can't have some fun along the way? Terry, it's Ryan Seacrest. You're in broadcast. (laughs) I'm trying to be broadcast. There's have something in common. Good luck to you at Seacrest House. This is the Church Axe Podcast. Hey friends, welcome back to the Church Axe Podcast. In case we've never met before, I'm Terry. Okay, we drop a new episode at 6 a.m. every other Wednesday. I feel like that this is like the stereotypical podcast intro. Oh, wait, I forgot to add in. Please rate and subscribe as well as share the podcast so we can reach more people. There we go. All the boxes are checked off. Yes, I'm being sarcastic. It really does mean a lot though when you share and comment on the show. It helps us reach even more people and hopefully impact more lives. So with that being said, I do not want to waste any of your time. I would like to respect it. So let's jump right in with a question. Do you know what God is doing? Do you know what God is doing? I've only been married for a few months now, but already I feel like I have a few marriage stories, okay? So Magdalena, my wife and I, Uh, We're blessed to be able to take an extended leave from our work responsibilities after our wedding. And we had a great time, even though it wasn't uh, what we had dreamed about as far as where we went. We still made the best of it and had just like a great time. And after a couple of weeks, though, we were starting to feel like it was time for us to pack our bags, start getting things in order around our new apartment, right? So uh, we go home, start to clear out boxes. Another thing that was important to us was to organize and join our finances together. So just generally just get the picture where we're trying to like bring two lives that were separate together now that we were married. So we did our research. We found the bank that was going to work best for us, set everything up. Everything's good. Now, here's the thing. We have never had to share our finances with anyone before. Sure. Both had 100% transparency. You know, we knew all the details years prior to us even getting married. But as far as operating a household and paying bills, we've never done that before. Um, well, with another person before. So one day I'm sitting at the table Magna's doing some work. I had spoken with her and said that we should move some money over here, like to cover that thing. She agreed in passing. What I didn't realize is that she was doing like the half listening thing, like, oh, yeah, like, sure, babe, whatever you want, because she was so deep in thought, right? So there I am. I'm at the computer. And I transferred this money over to something thinking that, oh, she knows exactly what's going on because like she told me like that's fine. I got her approval. Well, no, 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 no. Okay, I guess uh, she checked the account and saw what happened. So she turns around and she's like um, something along the lines of, wow, thanks for checking with me before doing that. Something along those lines to which I responded like we spoke three times about that. And each time you gave me the green light. Now, what I'm learning is that I don't always need to respond with the facts and all the women said, amen, I can respond in a more understanding way, okay, nice and charismatically. This isn't an episode about relationship advice. I'm sure that we'll get to that someday. Anyway, when it came to that one specific transaction, Megan and I experienced two extremely different feelings. I had a plan that I thought was communicated well, apparently not, and executed on that plan. No stress, right? Really no second thought at all. While she was caught completely off guard and a little stressed, maybe even confused because she didn't really know what I was doing. Now, let's not end that on a negative note. We ended up talking about it. I went over it again and then we were once again on the same page and everything worked out. But in those few moments, she had no idea what was going on. So when something, even though it was good and the right thing happened, she was unaware and it caused her to be caught off guard, maybe even a little stressed and confused. So let me ask you with that in mind, do you know what God is doing in your life, in the world and around you? Where's this question coming from? Well, that's a great question. I'm glad you asked. I was reading the book of Isaiah and there were a few things that jumped off the page and made me go, oh, My goodness, this is happening today all the time. Here's what I read, okay? Isaiah 6, verses 11 through 12. It says, what sorrow for those who get up early in the morning looking for a drink of alcohol and spend long evenings drinking wine to make themselves flaming drunk. They furnish wine and lovely music at their grand parties, lyre and harp, tambourine and flute, but they never think about the Lord or notice what He is doing. Those few verses right there really made me stop and think is that really so different from today? People are getting up early. Maybe they are or maybe they aren't looking for alcohol. Now, maybe this is literal, but maybe the Bible is trying to draw something deeper if we really look at it. What happens when you're drunk? The answer, you're in a haze. You're not operating with a clear mind. Things are a bit blurred. See, we might not be getting up early looking for a drink, but we get up early. We chase success. We get up early. We go right to social media to see what's going on in the world or check the news. Then Isaiah goes on to say, hey, they furnish wine, lovely music at their grand parties, Lear, harp, tambourine, and flute. In other words, they furnish, they provide wine, great music, throw great parties. In other words, business is great. Life is fun. We have three vacations planned for this year alone. I just got a bonus at work. I'm getting a pool. Life is great. And then we read something that I think is extremely interesting. See, all this is going on. And Isaiah reads, But they never think about the Lord or notice what he is doing. Picture this for a second. Picture someone at a party, even just a dinner party. People are sitting around laughing. Maybe they have a glass of wine. Maybe they're just laughing around a table. Picture yourself there just watching what's going on. Now, picture heaven. Picture what you imagine God to be doing in the earth the mission that we've been given, the spiritual war that we are all involved in, the people sitting there in our scenario. They don't see these things. The Bible says they never think about or notice what God is doing. Now, don't get hung up on the picture of the dinner party. I'm not saying that we shouldn't enjoy time with our friends or times just to relax and hang out. But the Bible is talking about people who just get sucked into the system, work, strive, achieve, repeat. The ones who just live their lives from task to task, scheduled deployment to scheduled deployment, without ever stopping to consider or even notice what God is doing in their lives. The word notice is interesting to me. It has two primary definitions. The first is the fact of observing or paying attention to something. The second is notification or warning of something, especially to allow preparations to be made. They don't even notice, the Bible says. They're unaware. So, according to the definition of notice, preparations are not even allowed to be made. Now, I know we shared a funny story with Magna about the finances, right? The implications were like not bad at all. I was. More making a point, but when we start talking about the things of God, we're talking about eternal things here, as in forever. And when we start talking about eternity, I don't know about you, but I really want to pay attention. The interesting thing is a few chapters later in Isaiah 8, we read something else that speaks directly to what we are all currently seeing unfold today. Check this out. So, Isaiah 8, verses 11 through 13. The Lord has given me a strong warning not to think like everyone else does, he said. Don't call everything a conspiracy like they do, and don't live in dread of what frightens them. Make the Lord of heaven's armies holy in your life. He is the one you should fear, He is the one who should make you tremble. Two separate verses that complete each other. Let's read them one after another. What sorrow for those who get up early in the morning looking for a drink of alcohol and spend long evenings drinking wine to make themselves flaming drunk. They furnish wine, lovely music at their grand parties, lyre, harp, tambourine, flute, but they never think about the Lord or notice what he is doing. The Lord has given me a strong warning not to think like everyone else does. He said, don't call everything a conspiracy like they do and don't live in dread of what frightens them. Make the Lord of heaven's armies holy in your life. He is the one you should fear. He is the one should make you tremble. Let me ask you, do you know what God is doing? Because when we don't, it leaves room for someone or something else, dark forces or mere people to fill in the blanks with their opinions or thought patterns. Don't you love how blatant that is? Don't call everything a conspiracy like they do. and don't live in dread of what frightens them. Make the Lord of heaven's armies holy in your life. He is the one you should fear. He is the one who should make you tremble. Recently, the news has been filled with stories, right? Stories of people who apparently speak in the name of God. People who may even be considered followers of God take to stages and they just spreading anger amongst the church, talking about the vaccines and how bad they are. Someone making connections between them and like the Illuminati and child molesters. And the sad thing is thousands gather to attend the service. Now, I'm not stupid. Obviously, they come to gather and rally around a common thought process. But we're talking about people here who are supposedly ambassador about, ambassadors rather of the only one true living God, and here they are spreading hate and deception and anger in the name of God. In their minds, they got the facts. They know what's going on. In quotation marks, but in all their research and in the midst of their minds being consumed with the conspiracies that they hear or deep thoughts that they might even think are truths, are they stopping to think about the Lord or notice what he is doing? You think God's afraid? You think that he's confused about what's going on when it comes to the vaccines? You think he has to uncover some massive conspiracy? No. So do we know what God is up to? Do we have his perspective? I remember when ISIS was the top concern around the world years ago where we were all reading and watching terrible things unfold in the news by the organization. It was affecting me. I'm not going to lie. I was bothered by the unspeakable, horrible things that I read were happening to the point where it really started affecting my mind. But thank God for good godly men and women in my life. I was sharing this and this woman had a word from God, something along the lines of, Terry, you're focusing on what is going on with ISIS and the evil that is being done. But you have no idea what I, speaking of God, am up to in the earth. In the two verses, we have the flip side that we just read. We have parties and conspiracies. One side, everything's great. The other side, everything is terrible. So these verses encompass both sides. But are we who are called out, stopping to consider and notice and perceive what God is doing? Or are we being wrapped up in the drama, wrapped up in what maybe we can't do or what this person or that person is doing instead? So that's the question that I'll leave with you today. Wherever you're at. Do you know what God is doing or are you and I being swept along with the narrative? Whatever that might be, right? I pray that God will give you wisdom to see beyond the headlines, wisdom to see beyond what the doctor said about your situation, wisdom that would allow you to see beyond that coworker that gives you such a hard time at work or that bully at school so that you can understand and be able to prepare for what God has called you to in this life, that you would be able to walk in the fullness of the peace that God has for you as you discover what it is that he's placed you here on earth for. With that being said, let me encourage you, shut the craziness down, shut it down. You know, don't ignore it, pretend that it doesn't exist. I'm not saying that. Rather, in whatever it is that is going on in the world or in your life, stop to notice and consider what God is doing. This is what makes us different from everyone else. Don't call everything a conspiracy. Don't live in fear. Instead, make the word of God your foundation, his words over your life, your direction. Fear God. Be a man and a woman that's not swayed and thrown back and forth with emotion, confusion, you know, stress. Know what God is doing and be a man and a woman of action. God bless.